The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia ora and welcome to Lord Behind the Melodrama, a track-by-track podcast brought to you by the spin-off and Spark about Lord's new album, Melodrama. I'm your host, Henry Oliver, the music editor at the spin-off, and over two afternoons in May, I sat in a boardroom in Auckland and talked to Lord about the lyrics, songwriting and production of her new album, hearing the stories and influences behind every song. So this one is called Hard Feelings, and this is... Um, one of the earliest songs that we wrote for the record. And it was interesting, we had all of the melodies to this song. I mean, it's been years we've had these things and and it was always like, the song always felt complete or like we knew exactly what it was. And then it had just been so long with no lyrics and it was like, you know, scarily recent. And I was like, all right, I've really got to get my head down and write this thing. And I really love this one. It's... um. Malay was like a big contributor to the production. This is um, me, Jack, and, and Malay. Um, and Malay kind of came in right at the end and, and brought these beautiful kind of guitars to it, which sort of not what I was expecting, but also felt like so right. <laughs> when I heard them, I was like, oh, of course, it's just so gorgeous. But the song, um, it's one I really love. And I think it's one that um, I really hear Jack in this one. Um, you know, the melodies were something that were fairly, it was pretty even, but I really hear Jack's melodic language in this, which um, is is nice for me. It feels quite quite big in 80s in the chorus with the, with the melodies. This song is kind of like, basically starts, I mean, it pings around as these songs do from present to future to past, but the present of this song is sitting in the car, having called the end on something and just delaying that moment where you have to open the door and go out into your life and that is such a loaded sad moment you know it's you know it's done and you know it's for the best but also it's like can can, can I just sit here for a second more before we it's really real, you know, because once you walk out there, it is real. Um, stay in the cocoon a little longer. Yeah, just stay in the cocoon a little longer. Feelings. These are what they call hard feelings. Alive. Oh, the sleepers and fevers, I'll leave us right here in the cold. Oh, oh, 
song is very much like, um, you know, quite a traditional breakup song and I think that's why it took me so long to write because I do find that kind of song very difficult. Um, I just find it hard to really feel like I've transcended the form or something. For me, I'm like, especially with stuff like that, I feel like it's such hallowed ground, you know, talking about how (laughs) someone feels about someone else. Um, It really wasn't until I found a way of doing it that was interesting to me that I did start doing it at all. But um, anyway, so I got this quite traditional song about people feeling a certain way about each other and then it flips into this bizarre little outro. And my idea for it was sort of like in Famous how it just goes into that bum, 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 bum. And you're like, where did this come from? Yeah. It's kind of awesome. Um, was to kind of do that and almost feel like you just mashed another dial on the radio and all of a sudden this like very different, um, you know, impish side of you is like singing about this other thing because, yeah, it's very traditional. And then, and then it's like the end of the song is almost like a bit of a disclaimer. I think it's quite funny to have the two side by side and it felt cool to me because I never felt like Loveless should have its own track. Um, and I liked the idea of like kind of wedging it next to a really heartfelt breakup song. There are a lot of songs about, well, that sort of reference like being young and single and making these connections with people and like the sort of politics of an evening and like all the landmines that you have to jump over and, you know, all the games that people play. And I feel like it's sort of funny. Like I feel like I had never really gone there on this record of being like, Oh, you want to, you want to not call me? You want to like, you want to do this? Like, I'll do it. Like, I'll, I'm gonna fucking tear your shit up. Like, watch out. <laughs> we're just, we're all just fucking with each other's heads. And I thought that was like a funny place to tack it on um, after something so heartfelt. But it is, you know, it is like, I feel like you can't really make a record about like being young and partying all the time without going there because there is very much that is the DNA of young people at night. I mean, even within myself, like I just fuck with people and <laughs> and <laughs> and we all we're all just out there doing it. It's like all of these little sort of bombs going off around the city every night. How did you arrive at Jack as the sort of main collaborator, like what was it about his his work, both from a, um, the songwriting side and as well as the production side? You know, like what did you hear in his music that you were like, that's someone I want to work with? I don't know if it was something that I necessarily heard in his music. I think in terms of my writing with Jack, it was very much about sort of meeting him by chance and really enjoying him as a person because he is unique and quite a jarring, lovely lack of filter with Jack and also um, a very sort of, there's just like a total lack of any sort of embarrassment about who he is. Like he's 
very singular person and there's no like <laughs> it's in no uncertain terms that that's who he is and I really like that about him and I like that about a collaborator um especially when you are going to places like this when it does get quite stark and you have to feel like the person you're sitting across the table telling all of your secrets to is someone you feel safe around, you know. So yeah, we sort of, he was like one of like, I just like was basically like speed dating in LA, just different producers and songwriters um, and hating it and then walked into a room with him and felt like I was like home and like just this, I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> I want to be around you for as long as I can, as much as possible. And we were just obsessed with each other. We were just like, it was like having an affair. We would just like sneak around. We'd like find an hour to spend with each other. He would be like, meet me at the Sunset Tower in 10 minutes for breakfast. Like, and we would just eat breakfast. And I was like, 10 minutes in LA is like a very short amount of time to get anywhere. And I'd be like, sweet, I'm coming. Like we really just, it was such an instant connection there. And, you know, we do come from very different places musically and we do have very different instincts um, from, you know, but, but I guess the thing that unites us is that we both just have this really pure kind of reverence for pop music in a way that a lot of people that do what Jack does don't have. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I like to dance to Rihanna, but not many people are like, I listened to dancing on my own in a hospital bed and felt like I understood why I was on earth. <laughs> like, it's like a very specific thing. And we just, yeah, I think because we are so close, um, you know, I, I don't have many people in my life who, you know, you're like, oh, he's like my brother or whatever. And it's such a euphemism, but with him, like I, he, he really feels like a sibling and our, like our parents hang out. It's very funny. Um, we're always like, our parents hang out without us again. <laughs> um, but no, there, there's such a, um, a kinship there. And, you know, it was just like spending a lot of time at his house, going, just camping out at studios and, you know, living there and eating a thousand meals together over the course of two years and, and knowing what the other person is going to say before they say it, you know, the environment, um, of that was very much sort of where all these songs came from. Um, but he's, he, he really is gifted, Jack. And I think one of the main things about him that I really admire is a lot of people in his position, especially who have had some success, um, just think that they've, like, done all of their learning about their craft, you know, and Jack is open to learning from everyone, Um and, you know, for me to be, like, uneducated about music and to not play an instrument but to have very strong instincts um, and and to know that he was interested in, in learning from me and, and both of us learning from each other to, to create the stuff that we couldn't do on our own, you know. I, I was so into um, that part of him. Um, he also is, like, not afraid to be wrong, you know. It's so rare to to be in the room with a male collaborator and feel like you can be all of yourself. And I <laughs> spoke to him about something like, so I've met a lot of people that I've just like written half the song with and then never seen again. Cause you have to do that to meet people and see if you, you know, that's how I met Jack. Right. Um, but a lot of them don't work out. And I thought about it one day and I was like, I bet all of those people think that I'm not that capable or not that interesting or that I don't have much to say. And it really is just this thing of, like, when you do what I do, and I think, again, like, not to keep being like, oh, this is, like, something that, like, female creatives will understand, but it kind of is. There's just this thing of, like, to show every Tom, Dick and Harry that I'm 
gifted every day when they're not going to use it in the right way or appreciate it would just be exhausting and a total waste of my time. And I feel like it is something, like I can admit that I think that I'm, like I'm really proud of the work that I do and I think that I can do something quite singular and I don't show that to everyone or share that with everyone um, because I have to look after myself. But, they, you know, a lot of people would just be like, oh, she's probably just not that good because we didn't write a banger together, you know. And I think um, it was so nice to meet Jack and be able to, like, show myself all of him in that way and really feel like I was like, accessing, like, the most of, like, what I could do. It was cool to really be, like, felt like we were taking risks with the songs and taking risks within our form, you know, um, we didn't make like a rap based record and we didn't make a tropical house record. Like it, it's, it's weird and it's not especially current. Um, but we both really love it. And we're proud of it. And I think, yeah, it's, uh, it was a really cool process writing it with him. And also like, I'm just a big fan of, um, you know, making albums in an intimate way. I, I, I don't know if I would feel good about writing a song with a person, like just writing 11 songs with 11 people and having it be this like weird kind of fragmented thing mm. that I would have to make. Like very much like this record more than like probably most records that I will write, I think really needed to be about two people sitting in a room with nobody watching and nobody listening for a long time. Um, and, yeah, I feel very lucky that Jack sort of gave me the, the environment to do that. I mean, it's an amazing song, sonically. And Thank you, you. You mentioned that this is one of the songs that you hear him in. Mm. So what do you hear in it that's him? Like, I mean, there are little sort of electronic flourishes that I hear him in. Um, he copy-pasted my breath. It's these little sort of blips of breath right through the song that kind of make this beautiful like warm bed for it it's like a very jack thing to do um but i think the sort of the bigness and and tautness of that chorus you know it's so 80s these are what they call stretches to this big place and then goes very small and um yeah I feel like that's where I kind of hear Jack most and it was fun to go there as a singer as well to like you know get really like elastic and weird and high um yeah I, I love that song because he makes big records right <laughs> he makes big records and yeah and I just did you to... want to make a big record I definitely didn't go in wanting to make yeah. a big record. I didn't know what sort of record I wanted to make. Um, I think it needed to be a big record in some ways. Um, but also, you know, our process was very much about us being like, this is what I do and they'll have, there might have to be an element of compromise, you know, with two very strong creatives, two people with big ideas for, for a piece of work. Um, you know, there was a lot of me sort of wrestling it in a direction that I thought was most appropriate. Um, 
But to his credit, Jack was very tolerant of that, <laughs> as he should be. I mean, it's my work, but, you know, a lot of people would be like, I have, an, I have a way, I want this to go, and if it doesn't go that way, I'm going to pack a shit, you know, and um, Jack didn't do that, so. <laughs> the other thing, sort of sonically, it's got this kind of scary, you know, harsh. Mm. You know, did that just feel right for this material? Like, Yeah, I mean, I guess, like... It is quite a soft song until those moments. Like there are just moments where it, like where the, the ice breaks, you know, and it might be in the case of me literally shrieking like, yeah. a, like a harpy um, or, you know, there's like some quite intense cash at the end. Um, but it's also not just like, oh, here are some scary like flourishes. It's like, yeah, we're going there and we're like taking you through it. Do you feel quite, does it feel quite scary to you? I, Love that stuff. So yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess, yeah, I guess. You know, was... discordant and and, mm. and those are kind of techniques that mm. I haven't heard. In, in... Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of that is, I feel like that is the other reason why I hear Jack on the song because um, he loves that stuff and I that's a lot of the stuff that I do pair back when we're <laughs> making work. Um, but it kind of felt nice to let it, let it out here because, you know, in the same way that um, with Greenlight, like a situation like a breakup isn't simple or straightforward or linear, um, you know, this sort of covers similar ground, obviously in a very different emotional state, but, there, you know, I think you can be sad, but it's also you need to, like, be able to scream and bang the walls and get pissed off about shit. And I feel like that's kind of where we go. And I like that, you know, it is more of a sort of dimensional look at those situations. Because you do get out of that car and you you feel like throwing something and breaking something, you know, not for anything, just for the situation. So, yeah. L-O-V-E-L-E-S-S Generation this podcast is produced for the spin-off by Yana Winter and Henry Oliver, recorded and edited by Yana, with additional recording by Jose Barbosa. Like all of the spin-off's music content, Lord, Behind the Melodrama, is brought to you by Spark. Listen to all the music you love, including melodrama, on Spotify Premium, free with all of Spark's pay-monthly mobile plans. Find more spin-off podcasts on iTunes or wherever else you get these things. For more from the spin-off, go to thespinoff.co.nz. What's next? What's next? Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.